this week on Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. There's a lot of backstory you did not ask for. And I was like, hell yeah, get out of there, girl. Welcome to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. I'm Brian Morris. I'm Stacey Kulo. And this is a show where we are sharing with each other our favorite childhood television shows. Gilmore Girls. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And we're a couple, and we love each other very much. Yeah. And yeah, everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like things aren't fine. That's how that sounded. It sounds like it sounds like when the mics are off, things aren't good. <laughs> the mics, we need them. I just did something terrible, and I was like, we gotta do the podcast. <laughs> Don't look at my phone. Get the podcast. <laughs> No, really, everything's been great. Um, we have cockroaches now. That's fine. Yeah, we do have cockroaches right now. But we think we have it under control now? Yeah, we we use this stuff called, what is it called? Diatomaceous earth. Yeah, it's like ground up fossils or seashells or something. You said it's known as the natural cockroach killer? Yeah, it's like very, very fine white powder and apparently like seeps into their pores and like dries them out and then they just die. Wow. It's a bit graphic. They're gross though. Yeah, they're gross. Our apartment's pretty clean. We're not gross people, we promise. We really are not. Here's what, two things. Number one, we have like a exterminator that comes once a month and last time I was like, maybe we should have him come in and- It's a service the building offers and you may have him enter your apartment. We don't like have a problem that we need a exterminator monthly. That's a good thing to mention. Um, we saw like some bug a while ago. So I was like, I'll invite him in and he can put out just the like gel that the cockroaches eat and die. He puts it out and then right before he leaves, he goes, all right, I'll see you next month. Now, I haven't seen this dude in like two months. That makes me wonder like, did you put out like cockroach attractant? Yeah, but we don't like pay him. I, we do though. We tip him a little bit. Yeah, but I don't think anyone else tips him. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, it's probably conspiracy theory. I think it's a valid conspiracy theory. The cockroach I, man is out to get us. Yeah. You've been playing more board games? Oh, yeah. Brian tricked me into playing a lot of Eldritch Horror. I tricked you. By a lot, I mean like one time since we did the last podcast. But we won, and I helped, even though I was dying the whole time. I mean, my characters were dying the whole time, too. One of yeah. my characters died. He did. He was an old man, and he was in Shanghai when it exploded, and he shouldn't have been there. Poor Charlie. Should we get into our television shows? So, Raised by Wolves. Let me tell you about this show. Oh, oh wait, I, I didn't shows. mean the shows that we've been watching on the side. They okay, don't know yeah, we're yeah. watching other shows, Brian. Oh, ooh. We are not cheating on Gilmore Girls on Buffy, and specifically Gilmore Girls. Yeah. This week, we started with Gilmore Girls Season 1, Episode 6, Rory's Birthday Parties, which when I announced that last week, you were like, plural? Do you have thoughts now that you've seen the episode, Brian? There are plural. There are. <laughs> so this episode is about the relationship between daughters and mothers. So relationships between women. Yeah. Wow. What a concept. It was a good episode. Emily wants to get to know her granddaughter a little bit better. So it's about her deciding to throw a party for her. Even though Lorelai's like, can we do it on a different day? Right. Because Lorelai wants to have a party for her on her actual birthday. Right. But it falls on Friday night dinner. Right. So Emily's like, no, no, we're having a party. It's my day. Yeah. So she throws a big party for Rory. Uh, Lorelai throws a much more intimate loosey-goosey party for Rory the next day. And it's about Emily getting to know her granddaughter for who she really is, but also coming to realize that she doesn't actually have a good, honest relationship with her daughter, meaning she doesn't really know Lorelai that well. And she comes to terms with this fact in this episode and maybe decides that she wants to know her daughter. Beautiful. So this is all launched 
I would say, when pudding appears mm -hmm. for dessert at yeah. Friday night dinner. And Lorelai is like, wow, you must have listened to us saying how much we loved pudding at some point. Because this is not a food that Emily would present for dinner, even though it's presented in very nice china, which Roy loves. Is it a different servant? What do you call it? Butler? Oh, yeah. It's, it's di a different servant. Is it? Yes. Like it, I was like, wait, didn't we have a different one last? She just keeps firing them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a running bit. Okay. That's what I thought. Good job. You don't know anyone's names, but you- I know Emily, Lorelai, Rory, Luke. You noticed a different extra. Suki. Oh, wow. What's the actor that plays Suki? Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it started funny. Emily's like, hey, you know, Rory, I think you're the bomb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so like Emily, doesn't it? Yeah. Your soup's tight, and <laughs> we're going to die someday. So if you want to put post-it notes on all the things that you want when we die to inherit, go ahead. That was kind of fun. Because they're making their will. She yeah, was going to yeah, yeah. take note of it later, not just keep the post-it notes on it till they die. <laughs> Just sign your name and everything you want to keep. But you like that running. Uh, that was a that was a fun running bit, and it was funny when Lorelai called it back, where she was like, "Oh, don't sit on the couch. Uh, that's I've got a post note there. That's I want to keep it nice." That was funny. Mm -hmm. So she decides to plan a birthday party for Rory. Clear, maybe Rory doesn't really want it. Yeah, Emily is so insistent here. Let, let, me, let me just say this: Emily's not a good person. Like maybe she becomes a good person, but she's not. Like she's so controlling, very judgmental, so judgy, so hypocritical. But, like, the manipulation is just so bad. Like, inviting all of her school friends was too much. Yes. That's, like, absurd. I was actually having a conversation with an old friend today about mm -hmm. how Lorelai is selfish. Because, like, the grandparents just want to have a relationship with Rory. And right. she's keeping her from them. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the latter half of this series. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like... I see why they wanted to get away from Emily. Yeah. I mean, it's implied also that Emily, like, demanded she get married when she was pregnant, and she right. didn't want to do that, so she ran away. Maybe it is selfish of Lorelai to not let her see Rory. I also really get why she wouldn't want to be part of this woman's life when she was an adult. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to it. Like, Emily, I think, is bad in a lot of ways. Like, super manipulative to her kids in a way that's not just like, well, I'm going to do what I think is best for you, but it's like, I'm going to do what makes me the happiest, mm -hmm. you know? Which I guess maybe she justifies by thinking it's what's the best for everybody. But yeah, I think she thinks that, like, this is a rich, fancy party. Who wouldn't want that? It's not just that she's trying to do what's best. She's so mean to, like, her staff. Yeah. If she's having those kind of problems, instead of, like, fighting about it, she should just avoid it and have a podcast. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to fix your problems. Yeah. Don't turn the mic off, Brian. <laughs> Emily is also, like, super rude to her husband. I'm not saying he's awesome, although so far I think he is. Like, he's, like, super distracted by work and stuff. I get that. He's sort of, like, absent-minded father, which is, like, a trope, which is fine. Like, I'm ex happy to explore that and have fun with that. But, like, she's just, like, really rude to him. And I was like, I can't imagine being in a relationship with someone and treating him this way. Right. Not that you don't lose your temper with someone and then you're like, quick, let's do a podcast. But, like, I can't imagine... <laughs> Doing that, you know what I mean? Like having someone treat you that way regularly. Right. She was like very um, demanding of what she specifically expected from him at the party. Like you can only talk about business for five minutes. You never talk about anything but business. Which was absurd because it's like, yeah, it's not like Rory is going to be s sitting there at rapt attention to her grandfather the whole, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's going to spend five minutes with her grandfather right. and then go hang out with her friends. 
Theoretically. So cut to school. Rory finds out that her grandmother has invited... Everybody with fancy, dumb-looking invitations. Yeah, all these kids from Chilton that she does not like. Tristan, Paris, all the other mean ones, they're invited. Yeah, I hate Tristan so much, man. He dies soon, right? Mm-hmm. I hope there's a crossover episode where he like visits Sunnydale and a vampire me- murders him immediately. I hate him so much. Why do you hate him? Like He acts like a psychopath, mm-hmm. like a masochist. Yeah, I don't really understand this character so far. Or sadist, which is the one where you hurt other people. I think that's sadistic, so sadist. We're not going to look this up. He's one of those things. Yeah. I don't think he's actually into Rory, but like, yeah, Rory should like kick him to the curb. I think she does. She, I feel like she, she makes could... it clear she's not interested. You're right. I think she should like legitimate like report him to someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hope you die, Tristan. So Rory finds out everyone's coming to her party, but not only that, she could tell by overhearing that like a lot of the kids are like not psyched about going. This is going to make her feel and look bad, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to tell her mom because- her mom is, like, bonding with her mom. Like, Emily calls Lorelai and is like, I want to get something for Rory, something that she really likes. Can we go shopping together? And they do go shopping together, and it, it goes pretty well. Like, at first, Emily's trying to buy like, expensive, fancy things, and Lorelai's like, no, she wants this weird guitar purse or this this cheap little thing, and Emily just can't wrap her head around that. This whole scene is, like, silly to me in that it's like, okay, Emily, you have an unlimited amount of money. Why don't you buy the silly thing her mom says she wants and then also buy her the $200 pen you talked about buying her? Yeah, totally. So then, worst case scenario, she doesn't like one of them and you still got her what she wanted. Yeah, it's weird that Lorelai wouldn't just, like, let her also buy her something expensive. Maybe she just doesn't want her to get, like, tainted and spoiled by the rich life, which Mm -hmm. I think has sort of been a theme so far. And there was the episode where she, where she went to the club where it seemed like Rory might be interested in this lifestyle of being like a wealthy socialite type. But I feel like after this episode, I don't know, it's pretty clear that Rory's sort of like shy and doesn't like mingling with the rich Yeah, because the party does not go well. Rory right. snaps at her grandmother and is like, this is your party, bitch. <laughs> You made this happen. I don't want to talk to these people. These are not my friends. You're embarrassing me. And Emily gets very mad at her. I thought the party was pretty funny. Yeah. I like when Richard's friends like all get to meet Rory and they just like hand her checks and walk away. (laughs) Yeah. I like Richard. I like his character. Yeah. I like that he cares about what she wants and also like that we called back to the Fez thing. So it wasn't just like a thing they wrote for that episode. Yes. In the golf course episode, she said she wanted to go to Fez. And so he gives her money for that. And he not only gives her money, he's like, I usually don't give presents. That was a very funny line where he's like, Emily does all the presents and writes my name on it. That was something we agreed to when we got married. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious and very true for most couples or a lot of couples. And so, I don't know. Us, this couple. Not on the podcast, Stacey. Sorry. <laughs> but I liked that. I liked that their relationship it wasn't just like a one episode. Th- you know, you see that all the time in sitcoms where it's like, Oh, actually, Joey and Ross become really close in this episode. In the next episode, it's like, that didn't happen. They're just back to whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they have the party. It doesn't go well. Rory gets very mad after running into her nemesis and Tristan and yells at her grandmother. The grandmother yells at Lorelai for Rory yelling at her. Emily thinks she raised a rude daughter. But Rory doesn't want Grandma to be mad at her forever. So she tries to kind of apologize by inviting her to their... Star's Hollow Party the following night. And she's like, we're busy. No. Rory's even like, hey, can I talk to you alone? You know, probably to apologize. And Emily won't have any part of it. Also, Emily, what a hypocrisy. What a hypocrisy. 
So. What a hypocrisy. What a weird form of government. <laughs> so then Lorelai tries to talk to Emily alone and lets her have it. Yeah. What did you say at the end of that? Uh, I don't remember, but... It was something like, get her! <laughs> you like... You were very excited after Lorelai, like, mic dropped on her way out the door. It was a good mic drop. Emily was, like, complaining about how much she paid for this party and, like, Rory didn't even appreciate it. She says, I give up. And then Emily's like, well, if I had a dollar for every time you said, I give up. And then she's like, oh, you'd be able to pay for this party. And I was like, hell yeah, get out of there, girl. <laughs> yeah, Lorelai's cool. Emily's not. Richard is, though. Richard's cool. Yeah, so there is a couple of things in this that are a little silly. And, and Buffy has this kind of stuff, too. They're always going to Luke's diner, and the times don't seem to make sense. Like, they go there before school. Yeah, Rory's always doing a lot of things before school. Considering half the time she can't even, like, wake up on time to get to school. I'm like, right. wait, today you're, like, having a full-ass breakfast with Lane? Yeah, and also, like, is Lane getting up early to go have breakfast at a diner? Actually, Lane is up early all the time. In one episode, Rory called her in the morning looking for a book, uh-huh. and Lane was, like, listening to music oh, in her, yeah. like, secret music closet. Just, like, relax. I'm like, who gets up early for high school to, like, relax? There's also another one where Lane is, like, at Rory's house dancing in Rory's bedroom. Oh, yeah. So Lane is an early bird. Maybe (laughs) Rory's trying to wake up and catch the worm with her. There's also that whole scene in that coffee shop doesn't really make much sense. First off, when I was in high school... I didn't drink coffee. I'm sure there are people that do. Not until I got to college. Yeah, same. But Dean comes in and like orders a coffee. We don't know it's for him. Yeah, I mean, he might have been in there just to like see Rory for all I know. But it's also like, okay, so both of these kids have coffee. Right. They like coffee. He doesn't seem like the go get him type. Again, I don't know him. Yeah, we don't know him that well yet. We don't, but it just seems like not the coffee guy. Yeah. Lane doesn't see him, but Rory does, and they have a sweet moment. And Rory's, like, sad about all this birthday stuff, which she's telling Lane about. She makes eye contact with Dean, and it's all a little better for a second. Yeah, except for his hair is awful. Luke was really sweet, though. He made her coffee cake and balloons. Yeah. And, like, very gruffly told her, go sit at that table. Seems like his personality. We'll get to that. Paris is super into Tristan. She's like, do you like Tristan? Are you dating him? Does he like me? That last line she doesn't say, but clearly is implied. They confront each other at like the college fair, Harvard booth, and realize they're both potentially going to Harvard. Which is also like insane. Like, oh, we'll see each other on this camp. It's a huge school. You're probably not going to have classes together. And maybe there's a glimmer of hope for them? Clearly. She tells her she does not like Tristan, and Paris seems to feel a little better. I hope they kill Tristan together, and it brings them together. Yeah, that could be. I hope so. So then it's Rory's second birthday party, which is at her house with all the stars hollow crew. It's way more laid back. Everyone seems to be having much more fun. Who's all there? What, what are some names of the people that are there? Mm. Miss. No, 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 no. Miss. Patty. Miss Patty? Is that the, te- the dance teacher? Yeah. She's there. There was a funny line. Like, she teaches dance and other stuff. <laughs> yeah, she's constantly like, let me tell you about peaches, baby. <laughs> Lo and behold, Emily and Richard show up. They said they couldn't make it. But they could make it. That was nice. Richard doesn't have a tie on. Crazy. Miss Patty hits on him immediately. Yeah. We learn that they've never been to Lorelai's house. Yeah. And then at some point, Emily just goes upstairs, which is a little weird to do, especially in a house you've never been to. Yeah. Because everyone is like talking about Rory and like old stories about Rory that Emily wasn't there for. So I think she feels left out. Good point. And Richard is literally leaving himself out. This is totally what my dad would do at a party. Oh, yeah. Just like go sit by himself. Oh, yeah. In a different room. 
but Rory brings him out like a Seventeen magazine to read. Cosmo. Was it a Cosmo? It was a Cosmo. Okay. Yes, Emily goes upstairs. You're right. Uh, and then eventually Lorelai goes up there and they're like, oh, it's heart to heart. And then Emily finds out that at some point Lorelai broke her leg and she never knew. Mm-hmm. And she's interested in Lorelai's um, romantic interest in Luke. It's a way of they bond a Oh, yes, because Luke brought the ice. And she's all like, oh, you seemed happy that he looked at you like a sirloin steak. She did walk in on Lorelai like throwing her arms around Luke for bringing ice. Yeah. Because they had run out of ice and Luke walked in just in time. There's also a, uh, real quick, there was a side story of the fruit dude, whatever his name is. Jackson. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Sam Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Samuel Fruit Jackson. He comes up and he has crossbred a kumquat with a raspberry. Insane. Yeah. And he called it a... Um, uh, Cumberries. Uh, yeah, he called it a raz quad. But I was like, you gotta call them cumberries, dude. <laughs> Especially when you just show up and you're like, open your mouth and put this inside. <laughs> How does it feel? That's a cumberry, dude. Michelle was like, I'm not coming to your party. He came. He was he there. He came. We see him in the background on the phone. He doesn't care, but he's there. It was nice he came. Yeah. Uh, Suki's at the party. She's catering, of course. The and heart Emily- player is what? not there. No, the heart player hasn't been in the last couple. I think we're finally done with her. Aww. I think she went the way of. The vampires. <laughs> and that Buffy was about vampires and then suddenly it's not? No, that she died. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy Slater. Oh, yeah. Emily discovers Suki's cooking and wants more. Yeah. She tells her she can work her next party. Clearly there's some offers there for future episodes. But the Gilmores all seem to make up, right? Like, yeah. Emily, Lorelai, all them seem good. Richard gives more money for Fez. Yeah. A whole other check. Yeah. It seemed like Fez was fully paid for. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a big city. And he took a quiz in the magazine, and yep. he's a an autumn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Gilmores leave. Emily reflects in the car. About not knowing her daughter. Yeah. And then, what does Lorelai see out the window? She sees her daughter having like a moment with a boy. What boy? You don't know his name? Is I'm that what you're mouthing? I'm not good with names. I don't, I know you said it. Sam Jackson. <laughs> You think Rory's having a relationship with the fruit man? <laughs> no, I don't Do you know. not know faces? No, I know it's not him, but I know the fruit guy's name's not Sam Jackson either. I don't remember his Dean. name. Dean. Dean. I honestly right. can't remember his last name. I'm sure he has one. It's Jackson. It's Dean Jackson. Yeah. So are they dating now secretly? Is that what that was telling us? Because it seems that way. I think so. She said something like, I haven't told my mom about you yet. Not that there's anything to tell. So I don't think they've like put a label on it, but he did give her a homemade gift. Yeah, Which he, is jewelry. And he knew to meet her in secret. So obviously something's happening. So it was interesting because Emily, one scene before, is like, I guess I don't really know my daughter. And then Lorelai seeing her daughter and being like, oh, maybe I don't know my daughter. I remember Lorelai saying in an earlier episode that Rory tells her everything. But there have been so many instances of Rory not telling her mother something. Yeah, she doesn't want to tell her mother that she's upset with Emily for inviting everyone. Because she doesn't want to ruin Emily and Lorelai's new relationship. Yes. The new positive relationship. Yes. She also doesn't tell her about Dean. She didn't tell her when she got a bad grade. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe Rory is a snotty little asshole. No, I mean, I think she's just a teenager and is going through weird things that are weird to tell your mom about. I've never lied to my parents once. Really? No, I did. Um, Yeah, this is maybe the best episode of this yet, I would say. Uh, Yeah, I think so. It was a good episode. I mean, obviously the Emily stuff is the Emily and Richard relationship. There's so much to mine there, emotionally and with humor. But there was a lot of um, growth and exploration of the relationship yeah. and funny stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of good funny lines. It's probably the funniest episode so far. Uh, I'm glad you liked this episode. I enjoyed it quite a bit. You enjoyed it quite a bit? Mm-hmm. If I had a dollar for every time you said it, I Ugh, enjoyed it pretty quick. Not on the podcast. I'd be able to buy every episode of Gilmore Girls on DVD. I already have them. Well, then we'd have two. And now, for a special segment we like to call... Meanwhile, Uncharmed. Charmed was another popular WB show airing around the same time that neither of us has seen. But we're going to discuss it anyway. Based only on its IMDb summaries. Brian, what happened on Charmed? Meanwhile, Uncharmed, Season 1, Episode 6, The Wedding from Hell, Piper discovers a man who is being forced by evil beings to marry against his will, leading to a fight with a demonic wedding party. So Piper discovers a man? How, where where does she discover him? Okay, first off, discovering a man is pretty easy. Like there was a uh, there was a producer that was director that was just walking down Hollywood Boulevard and saw a guy walking his dog and was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you an actor?" And he was like, "No." And he's like, "Do you want to be on my show, Buffett the Vampire Slayer?" And that's how they got David Boreanaz. He was discovered. Is that Angel? Yeah. Oh. So he's going to be on the show more. Uh, I don't know. I think he dies in the next episode. Um, cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So Piper is walking down the street and she discovers a man walking his dog. What is happening? So Piper discovers a man who's being forced by evil beings to marry against his will. What, what is she? Yeah. Do you think he's being forced to marry someone evil or just like being forced to marry this like girl that's not great for him by evil beings? Like, why do they care? I'm totally with you on the word discover is weird. Like, uh-huh. Does she, like, open a cupboard and there's a man in there oh. and, like, evil Lovecraftian beings are forcing him to marry? There's, like, tentacles forcing him and this woman to an altar? And yeah, she's, maybe like, they're tiny, but it all culminates in a fight with a demonic wedding party. Okay, so at least some of the wedding guests slash attendants are also evil. Okay, so here's my prediction of what happened, uh-huh. okay? So um, she is um, opening up her cupboards and she sees um, Emily... Marrying Gilmore? Richard. Oh, no. And she's like, oh, no. This evil being is being wed to this... Nice, discoverable man. Discoverable man. I should also confess, I did some more research on Charmed, and Rose McGowan is in the show, but I don't think she's one of the three sisters. She thinks she might be a sister? I think there's like a maybe a fourth sister that shows up. I don't know if she's there, actually their sister. I think it's going to happen soon. We'll get there. But Shannon Doherty is maybe one of That the, sounds right. That's maybe the, one of the other ones. And Eliza Milano is Phoebe. I know that. And I think Prue is someone I don't know. So it must be the lady from the baking show, which is coming back in a couple yeah. Of weeks. Yeah, so it looks like it sounds like quite an episode of Charm. There's a lot happening in this episode. Yeah, we figure out who plays who. <laughs> <laughs> Emily and Richard are there. It's a crossover episode. Next week, we're going to have a special uh, little thing for you guys probably. My dad... Um, told me that maybe he occasionally watched an episode of Charm. Really? I heard you talking about that. I was like, what? And so I'm definitely just going to have him come on and tell you guys what he remembers of the show. Uh, you think you can book your dad? Uh, Yeah. All right, we'll get him someday. There's no way your dad knows any of the names in the show. No. If anyone's worse with, worse with names yeah, you That's where you get it dad. from. All right, I think that's it. This has been Meanwhile, Meanwhile on Charmed. Charmed. And now, let's talk about Buffy. We watched season one, episode six, The Pack. It was not about wolves. Mm-mm. What happened? This was a dark-ass episode. <laughs> oh, my God. This is about a innocent high school trip to the zoo. First of all, I didn't go on field trips in high school. I mean, not like those kinds. We went on a zoo field trip in, like, kindergarten. High schoolers don't go to the zoo. You go to, like, a news 
paper factory or something. Yeah, I don't know. Or like a college or something more educational. Anyway, they go to the zoo. Xander and these four mean teens that we've never seen before get possessed by hyenas and do some super creepy things to Buffy and the principal and a pig. (laughs) And we learn a lot about Xander's inner psyche, which I wish I could unsee. That's the episode. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I did have a problem with the field trip. I said that already. Yeah. It was weird to go to the zoo as high schoolers. No? Just unsupervised, like, walk around the zoo, do whatever you want. Well, there was the creepy zookeeper keeping tabs on them. (laughs) If you went on zoo field trips in high school, let us know. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, But yeah, there's these four really mean... So mean. Cartoonishly mean. They're just, like, going up to Buffy and it's like, hey, you switched schools. you're, You're weird hot girl it's like what why would they be mean to her and they're mean to some boys yeah i mean they're super mean like they like i don't know it's like cartoon bullies it's like people aren't really like this right like if i saw somebody bullying the little guy like they were doing in this episode i would yell at somebody in public right you know if i just saw like someone tease i'd be like what are you guys doing leave them alone it's not like they were in some hallway and no one's there in fact flutie the cool principal walks over and is like i'm gonna throw you guys in the slammer, I mean. He's, in he's, the slammer? Yeah, I, I started a sentence that didn't make sense. Well, we do learn there is a jail in the high school later, <laughs> yeah. so maybe. But then the, you know, the nerdy kid that's getting picked on is like, oh, no, we were just playing around. And Flutie's like, you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then the guys, of course, are like, hey, you played it cool. Come with us to this off track. <laughs> yeah, this, like, hidden secret hyena yeah. den. So Xander, this kid that's getting picked on, and the four other bullies go into the hyena area the creepy zookeeper, who's very much like the creepy zookeeper from Dead Alive, just like yeah. captures Buffy and Willow and is like, I've got to tell you a lot about the hyenas. He's like, nobody goes in there. By the way, here's some exposition. There's a lot of backstory you did not ask for. It's going to be weird that I have this, but later it'll make sense. Cut to the hyena cage. I think the nerdy kid is like, I don't see any hyenas and neither do I. I just see an animatronic puppet thing <laughs> that's kind of growling at them, but- Something happens, and the four bullies and Xander get possessed by the hyenas. Yeah. There's some kind of, like, markings on the ground that seem mysterious. I don't know why the nerdy kid gets, like, tossed away. Do you remember? Well, yeah, Xander, like, gets him out of there. Okay, but Xander then gets caught in the magic. They all turn around. Yeah. Their eyes are glowing green. They're evil. Oh, cut to the Buffy song. So then later on, Buffy and... Willow are at the bronze. Maybe a different day. I'm not sure. They're waiting for Xander. He's supposed to be there. They had big plans to meet to have their croissant and raisins. What? (laughs) Buffy's just eating a croissant at like 11 p.m. again. She loves her night pastries. (laughs) Willow's munching on a box of raisins like a kindergartner back from her zoo field trip. (laughs) Also, not in this episode, but in like two or three others, she's drinking one of those like Kool-Aid coolers. Those just like super skinny squeeze bottles of Kool-Aid. I think they're trying to make her look young. I don't know. I do want to mention that, like, one of the women that's a hyena woman is, like, clearly about to be 30. Like, she's so much older. Yeah, she's going through a crisis, <laughs> questioning if she should have children or get married. Freezing she's her eggs so or something. so about to be 30. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, you're not in high school. What are you talking about? She's picking up her kids from daycare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, lady, what are you doing at the zoo with these teenagers? Yeah. Willow and Buffy are busy not passing the Bechdel test. They're just like (laughs) two women having a conversation specifically about men. 
Willow admits she's into Xander. She knows his blood pressure. That's silly. A little creepy. And we kind of get Buffy to reveal that she is into Angel, even though we know nothing about Angel. She says something like, he's just never around and he always wants to talk about vampires. I'm like, what? That's, that is all you know about him. Like, it's not like you try to get him to go out for coffee yeah. sometimes and he says no. I see that all the time, especially in this show, but also in like just teen movies is the like, oh man, I just, if they'd only give me a chance, it's like, you don't know that person. Right. She doesn't, she didn't know Owen at all other than he was hot. She doesn't know Angel at all. Angel's really hot. Right. He's a honey. She does say he's a honey. (laughs) That's one of those lines where I'm like, did it? Did an older man write that? Joss Whedon wrote that. I don't uh, know that 17-year-old girls were saying that in 1997. He also wrote a Flying Monkeys line, which I've definitely seen in at least two of his other scripts. Xander shows up at the club eventually, and he's acting real weird. He's, like, very confident and, like, mean. Primal. Like, he's smelling Buffy. Yeah, he sniffs Buffy. No, if someone did that, they'd be like, what the hell was that, weirdo? I mean, they did address it, yeah. but... So then we're at school. Giles and Buffy are... Training in the library. We're like, this must be after school. Like, What if someone comes in? Yeah, what if someone comes in? This must be at night. And he's like, all right, Buffy, off to class with you. (laughs) You imagine walking into your library and there's just a woman shadow boxing the library. (laughs) And he's wearing like a jousting outfit. (laughs) I mean, there's a couple of things that happen in this episode that are just weird about Xander that start to indicate to the people that his friends that maybe something's wrong with him. Right. He kind of tells Willow he doesn't want to be friends with her anymore. And insults her, makes fun of her. Yeah, it's very mean. And then everybody has gym class. For some reason, they all, it's raining, so they all have to have gym class inside. By the way, it's not. It's just like, it looks like it was fine outside. Yeah, it they weird, just, weird, bad light. They showed a beautiful day and made a thunder crash <laughs> <laughs> sound effect over it. They all have different gym clothes for some reason. This didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. If you're wearing a school uniform, mm-hmm. you all have the same uniform. Yes. I will go ahead and admit maybe there's two types of uniform you could have. Thank you for admitting that. But the students are wearing four or five, maybe six different uniforms. Yeah. Willow's wearing like pajamas from home <laughs> that happen to be the same color. Uh, Like some of them are maroon with the Sunnydale logo, which I own this shirt, by the way, because I'm a weirdo super fan. Mm-hmm. Some of them have plain yellow. Some of them have half yellow, half maroon. Buffy's got a yellow... Tank top? <laughs> yeah. What are you wearing to gym? So they play dodgeball. It ends up getting down to basically just the hyena people and the guy they were bullying in the beginning. And then they just pelt him with balls, even though he's on their team. No one stops this except Buffy a little bit is like, hey, don't. And the gym teacher's like, God, I love this sport or something insane. I love, like that. I love him, man. Does he come back? He becomes principal. Does he? We'll find out. They need someone because, well, we'll see. The school's got a new mascot. It's a pig. The hyena people eat the pig, including Xander. All of them just, like, go to town on the pig. They don't cook it. After first trying to eat hot dogs that were too well done, so they eat a rare-ass pig. Xander escapes from the pack because he's hungry for Buffy? Yeah, I don't know if he's hungry. Oh, man. He, Maybe like, thirsty? pins her down in the library and is like, you know you want me. You like dangerous guy. What is happening? Somebody asked us. Recently. Yeah, like, how many times have you said Xander is problematic? And I was like, none. I mean, I guess he's a little maybe desperate, but whoa, he was problematic in this. I mean, it's that thing where it's like, well, he's possessed, right? Yeah. But still, it's like, ah! It implies if he had... 
just like a little more confidence, he would have his way with Buffy? Well, I don't think it's saying confidence. I mean, he's obviously possessed by something that doesn't care about other people. Yeah, it was weird, though. And then he says stuff, too, that's like, you think that I'm going to settle for someone like Willow, which... I feel like they're sowing seeds for a him and Willow relationship, and now I feel like they have to do like a lot of work to make me care about that relationship because he's set up that he doesn't think Willow is someone he wants to be with. Like he would be settling for her. Yeah. Whew. Xander, I didn't like you, and this didn't help. <laughs> I'm with you, and that it was very uncomfortable when he was like sexually assaulting her, essentially, right? Yeah. On the first... She's very strong. Yeah. So she probably could have gotten out of it. Well, she did. Which he maybe knew. But in this case, it's like, Oh, at the end of this, it's not like, oh, you were evil and Buffy beat you. It's like, oh, you're somebody that I want to root for. And it's uncomfortable when you're sexually assaulting someone. Yeah. Even though, I mean, let's be clear here. He's possessed Mm -hmm. by like a primal evil animal. Right. But it's like tapping into his wants. Yes. He wants to sleep with Buffy and says as much like now i can finally get what i wanted or something like that yeah but again he is possessed by an evil demon so it's you can't just be like oh xander like yeah he wants to have sex with buffy that doesn't make him evil i hear you but i also understand your point of view uh not just your point of view but like the point of view of this is at least a little part of you but buffy gets out of that knocks him out and then locks him in the library cage yeah, there's a library cage. There's just a cage in the library where you can lock things. Uh, if the books are bad, you could put them in there, I guess. <laughs> the books are bad. I don't know that we've ever seen this cage before. They're like, we got to lock up Xander. I think they justified it already, or they will at some point. I don't remember it yet. I think at some point they justify it saying it's like a place for like rare books that they just, but like no one's going to this library, let alone going to the rare book section. Principal Flutie just gets freaking eaten by the pack. I can't believe they killed him. He's awesome. He's been, I mean, I didn't like care about him really, but he's been in a couple episodes. I cared about him. I, I thought I was going to like him, but then he was kind of a dick to Buffy a couple times. But that didn't mean he deserved to get eaten by hyenas. <laughs> wow. That was like shocking. Yeah, right? Because they scratched his cheek and then they like started going to town on him. I'm like, he's not going to make it. And then Giles just has to like break to these children that the principal was eaten by other children. Also, they and don't And one mother school? of four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her kids are watching from the corner. Giles comes in and is like, yeah, the theory is he got eaten by dogs. Like, school's still happening? Somebody just got, the principal <laughs> yeah. just got eaten by dogs, and we're like, yeah, but we got to finish English. <laughs> like, I think it's casually mentioned later. They're like looking for a new principal. <laughs> it's just like, no one's going to address this. Yeah. Are they going to bring this up ever again? Yes, they will. Okay. They won't just forget that the principal got eaten by some of the student body. No, but like they don't react. Like, you know, I don't think, don't you think every single person the next day be like, so the principal got eaten by wolves at school? But but instead, the next day, just back to normal. They're recapping (laughs) to Xander. Hey, man, you ate a pig. Your friends ate the principal. It was a weird day. So Buffy convinces Giles to look in his books and figure out what the heck is going on. And they realize that like, you can get possessed by animals. Buffy has an epiphany about the something the zookeeper said. So they go to talk to the zookeeper about what this hyena magic could be. They leave Willow with Xander. Xander like does some psychological bullshit on Willow to try to get her to let him out. Doesn't really work. But then the other hyenas break in and bust Xander out. Willow hides. Buffy lures Xander and the rest of the pack back to the zoo so she can reverse the spell with the help of Giles and this like 
super knowledgeable about this stuff, Zookeeper. Oh, yeah, he knew a lot. Well, it turns out he's evil. Yes. Which explains so much, which I actually thought was good writing, where they were like, oh, that's why you were exposition earlier. That's why this spell happened so easily is because you had set it up. To, that's like, why you have all this hyena makeup. <laughs> um, he knocks out Giles, which, spoiler alert, is going to happen a lot in this show. Oh, really? Giles gets knocked out a lot. Willow somehow ends up in front of the hyena cage before everyone else gets there. Yeah. And she does not question all this makeup he's wearing. He starts to tie her hands up and he's like, I need your help. She doesn't question any of this. I was so proud of her for not falling for Xander's psychological stuff. But now she just is like trusting this zookeeper. Well, she has no idea what that zookeeper's blood pressure is supposed to be. That's true. Maybe she'll fall in love with him. That's spoilers. (laughs) Uh, the guys, the hyenas come in, he does the spell, he becomes possessed. Um, he, and then clearly Buffy's stunt double fight for a second and she like throws him into the hyena pit. The hyenas eat him. I don't buy that at all. For one, actually, I think the choreography here is bad. I think Buffy, clearly not her. Well, it's because she's training so early in the morning with Giles. (laughs) She hasn't had her breakfast yet. Also- What is up with these high school kids getting up so early? (laughs) He gets thrown in the hyena pit, and the hyenas, like, eat his leg and, like, pull him off. I don't buy that at all. Xander was, like, super strong as a hyena person. Mm-hmm. If hyenas are biting my legs, I'd be, like, punching them, especially if I've got, like, super strength. And I know they just wanted to end that scene, but it was mm-hmm. like, come on. So Xander did bad stuff, but he sort of redeems himself. When he comes to in that cave, he sees that Willow's in danger, and he saves her. So clearly he cares about Willow, despite having said mean things about her. Earlier, he's risking his life to save her. And he's back to his normal self now? Theoretically, right? Yeah. It seems to us that Xander doesn't remember any of this stuff. He's like, what happened? I'm just glad you're safe because I was so worried about you. And she's like, you saved my life. He's like, I can't live without you. Uh, So I was a wolf or I was a hyena? He's very confused. Yeah, he has a lot of questions. (laughs) Didn't say the wolf part. And then they're all playing this game where they're like, oh, no, that's the most embarrassing thing you did. (laughs) Ha ha ha, wink, wink. Seems fine. Then the girls walk away, enter Giles. And Giles is like, well, it's known that animal possession doesn't make you lose your memory. <laughs> I know your secrets. And we're like, Giles, you freaking, you know he like jumped Buffy and you're not saying anything to anyone? I guess Giles doesn't know what happened to Buffy. I don't know if they told Giles. Actually, I don't know if he does. It's true. I feel conflicted. I do too. But I mean, I think the idea is that it wasn't Xander. That's why they had him say he didn't want anything to do with Willow when he was the monster. Yeah. But then when he wasn't, he's clearly like, no, I can't live without Willow. They try to fix that a little. But I agree that it was like, ugh, uncomfortable. It's especially uncomfortable because it's all wiped away like, huh, what a crazy thing. Where it's like, no, that should be like a three-episode arc of him being like, yeah, it was messed up. It wasn't me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about Buffy. I think that the individual episodes, honestly, are good and well-written and like are good horror films in themselves, especially given the limitations they have what they can show and can't show in their budget. I think they're really tight little horror films. But if a day ago your friend gets killed, you're going to be traumatized for the rest of your life. Yeah. Their best friend, Jesse, died. And Xander hasn't been the same. (laughs) They don't even mention Jesse anymore. No. It's like he never existed. No. So was this a good episode? Yeah. You think this was a good episode of Buffy? Yeah, you don't? I don't know. It felt like it could have been a half hour episode. There was a lot of the bullies just like brooding. Like that part where they were just like walking around looking for hot dogs. There was a good long chunk of time where there was no dialogue and they were just like walking in their pack. I liked that, honestly. 
I just thought it was sort of stylistic. It wasn't boring. I wanted to know like what was causing this and how they were going to fix it. Like I was invested in in the the problem solving aspect of it. I thought it was pretty tightly written. Obviously flawed, like any show, but. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. It's just like, honestly, it should have been a little longer is the thing. Whoa. It should have been like a half hour longer. Then we could like live in him having these primal urges or something. Whereas in this, they're like, we're going to have them walk around moodily. That's how we're going to show this. I do like that they killed the principal, I think. It was shocking, but it's like, whoa, bad stuff can happen to these people. First, I want to point out that you're 100% right. I thought that was like a big like, whoa, you're going to kill main characters. Uh But I love that you pointed out. We zoom in as Flutie's getting mauled. We can't zoom in on him getting mauled, so we zoom in onto his desk. Yeah, there's just a cheesy picture of him, like... Facing out? Yeah, for the students to look at when they're getting reprimanded. What the hell is that? Look, I smiled once in a forest. (laughs) It's not even like him and his wife and kids. It's just like, that's just me. This is very weird. There is some writing I didn't like. I didn't like how Giles is just dismissing Buffy when she's like, yeah, he seemed like uh, like maybe something's wrong with him. Oh, yeah. And Buffy and Giles is all like, oh, sure, he's he's a, he's a 16-year-old boy. That's how boys will be boys. Well, <laughs> that makes sense now after Giles knows all Xander's <laughs> secrets and <laughs> boys will be boys. I get on like feeling that that's a possibility, right? But uh-huh. you live on a hellmouth. Yeah. And well, in the last episode, he was like, Buffy, we have to work all the time. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? No one checks out books. Yeah, she was like, get your books, get your books. And he's like, no, I'm busy doing library stuff today. I can't be a watcher. His accent's not consistent. (laughs) (laughs) I am uh, so in agreement with you on this. It's like, dude, you should be looking at any lead there is, especially when in the first episode you told us that Buffy can like sense things. Mm -hmm. Giles is actually pretty tight. He's pretty awesome. Okay. He gets better, just like his hair. It'll get better? Yeah. Okay. His hair was way better than this episode. It did get better this episode. I imagine the next episode it'll be even better. So, Stacey? Yeah. I think I know the answer. Yeah. But which episode did you like better? Gilmore Girls. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? I think I already said. Okay. That was a, my favorite episode of Gilmore Girls so far, and there were some problematic things with this one. I'm not worried about it. I think it was a well-structured show. I just, um, I had my hands in the air a lot. Like yelling at the screen. Which do you think was better? See, now I'm torn. Yeah. Because like I said, I feel like it was a really well-written episode of Buffy as far as like a little mini horror show movie. But I'm with you on the problematic feelings for this episode. I'm trying to divorce myself from that just to be like, if that didn't bother me, would I think Mm -hmm. it was a better episode? But I think I have to go with Gilmore Girls. Ooh. But I don't, I'm not saying I didn't like the pack because I did, even though it's flawed. Because Gilmore Girls had some, like, emotional moments Mm -hmm. that Buffy didn't have. Yeah. This was a fairly shallow episode of Gilmore, of Buffy. Yeah, and to be fair, they're different shows. And to build the emotional drama that you get in Gilmore Girls, like, for Buffy in a comedy action drama, it's going to take more episodes to have enough history for to have any, like, heartstring moments. Yeah. So it's a different show. But this Gilmore Girl episode had a couple of those... But I was like, oh, this is affecting me more than this episode of Buffy did. I just still need more from Xander's character other than he's obsessed with Buffy. And I'm getting nervous that we won't get that anytime soon. Sure. We'd love to hear your thoughts about either or both of these episodes or either or both of us. Let us know what you thought. Did you think this episode was problematic? Which one of Rory's birthday parties would you have gone to? Are you an autumn like Richard? Do you feel like you side with Emily? I want to know. Where are my Emily people at? I would say Team Emily, but I'm told there's more team stuff later, so I don't want to confuse Emily's not one of the teams. Okay, good. 
So you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at, at Gilmore Slayer. You can also follow us at Brian and Stacy. That's Brian with a Y, Stacy with an EY. Or you can send us an email at Brian and Stacy Reviews at gmail.com. That's all one word, Brian and Stacy Reviews. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel, also called Brian and Stacy, where we review things. Um, other than that, uh, coming up, I'm going to be uh, at the University of Wisconsin um, Stevens Point mm-hmm. on the 16th doing a show there. What time? Distance sh- show. I believe it's at 7 o'clock. Cool. And it'll be outside. Yeah. Everyone go. So, next week, we're going to be doing something a little different. Season one of Buffy was just a half season. So, for our next few episodes, we're going to double up on Gilmore Girl episodes. We'll try to dedicate just as much time to both. Don't worry, Buffy fans. But we're doing this so we can finish out season one together before moving on to season two, where we'll only do one of each. So, if you want to watch along next week, you'll be watching Buffy season one, episode seven, Angel. Freaking finally. Are we going to get some answers? Yeah. I bet he just talks about vampires. And we'll also be watching Gilmore Girls Season 1, Episode 7, Kiss and Tell, as well as Episode 8, Love and War and Snow. Ooh, there's going to be snow. All right. Um, Should we go to bed? <laughs> it's not bedtime. But should we? We should go to bed. We should probably get back to our fight. I told you. They're fun little roaches. I hate them. They crawl on me. Well, I think you should clean up your socks. I like my socks under the table. I know you kick them off, but it's just like there's like a pile of socks. I need access to them if the cockroaches are crawling. They're not going to make it. Well, that's not going to happen now. I'm not going in there.